Hey, welcome back. This is Robert Fleming from the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. You're listening to Elder Law Issues. Usually I have conversations on these regular podcasts with my partner, both in the practice and in, uh, and in podcasting, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. But today I'm joined by someone else from the office. Heidi Housechild is actually Heidi has two different roles in our office. She is the legal assistant who is primarily responsible for probate proceedings and she's also the property manager at Fleming and Curdy, which is um, uh, an unusual job description that, that I'm going to ask her to explain to you. Uh, Heidi, thank you for sitting down and, and joining me with on this. Sure, thanks for inviting me. I know you're going to have a blast. <laughs> for those of you who don't have the opportunity to watch Heidi right now, oh, that would be everybody but me. She's looking very nervous, like something very bad is going to happen. I promise nothing bad is going to happen. All right. Heidi, I promised also our listeners that um, that I would talk to you about property management. I, I think most law firms don't have a job title property manager, uh, but we do. Why Why do we need somebody to do property management? Uh, because we're responsible for a lot of property for various wards and also property related to estates and probates and trusts. And property means gold bars and doubloons and... Sometimes, yeah. We've had a fair amount of gold bars. Um, it also can mean rodeo horses, airplanes, uh, farms in North Dakota, hotels near the border, uh, airplanes, lots of houses, you name it. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> impressed that you did, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, real estate, we, you handle a lot of real estate. And, yeah. and not to say that's the, the uh, core point of your property management job, but that's one of the things that we do. So what do you have to do with real estate? Um, depending on the situation, um, some sometimes, at least part of the time, uh, I have to um, clear out a home, um, get it ready to list, and sometimes that's a pretty easy process, and sometimes it's, uh, if it's a hoarding situation, for example, it might be uh, a really big job. I know that we recently had a, a piece of real estate come into the office from, from someone who had, uh, had been a hoarder and lived in it quite a while that we had people in ha hazmat suits out mm -hmm. there shuffling it out. Yeah, there were about 100 mice living in the house. In I didn't addition. know that anybody counted them. Well, it was a lot, uh, more than usual. I think that's how you <laughs> count mice. One, two, three, a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was uh, one of the dirtier jobs. And fortunately, we got hazmat out there to do the icky part. Um, and so now we're dealing with a rodent infestation, and then we'll, I assume, get the house ready to get on the market. And, and it's not just selling houses. Sometimes we're in the business of buying houses as well. Mm -hmm. And that goes through your office. Right, right. And then just managing houses, you know, paying utilities, making sure uh, the proper insurance is in place. Uh, for cars and houses on an ongoing basis. Um, HOAs are paid and kept happy, um, that type of thing. 
cars you mentioned we have to do with the insurance on cars are you are you in the business of buying cars for trust beneficiaries uh sometimes yeah um we've had a fair amount uh, especially recently i think we're buying a couple teslas that's kind of exciting and <laughs> and uh, we are just of course kind of coming out of the pandemic is that is that changing the kinds of things people want to acquire or the kinds of things that we see go through the office? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think in general, in Tucson as in other places, real estate is you know kind of a hot commodity right now. So I think the general thinking is that has something to do with the pandemic. Um, and I don't know about car, if it's affecting car purchases or not. I just really? wondered because you yeah, mentioned, I, I remember that we, I mean, I realized that we had purchased two Teslas recently, the first yeah. two Teslas we ever have, and I, I wondered if that had something to do with the pandemic. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and uh, the real estate market and what's going on right now, we've been on both sides of this these transactions, I know, where we list a property and it sells within 24 hours, I think in one of our cases, for more than the listing amount. Mm-hmm. I think a couple times, yeah. And we've been on the other side of that where we've been buying houses and had to offer more than the listing amount in order to secure a house. Yeah, it's a bit of a desperate time to be a a buyer. Which probably makes it harder for you to accomplish your tasks because everything is compressed in time. Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, buying and selling, it's definitely become more of a, you know, an issue as far as the timing and, and, and there's not a lot of leeway there. So, I know you have a, a not exactly a safe, but a locked room behind your office. No, I have a safe. A- and a safe. Actually, <laughs> you have a safe in the locked room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the larger space. Uh, what, what kind of stuff comes through the office that, uh, that needs to be secured, at least temporarily? Um, this year, there have been a lot of firearms uh, and ammunition, uh, jewelry, uh, savings bonds, coin collections, uh, sometimes gold bars or silver. Uh, I think that's been the most recent things that we've secured. So you've seen a lot of property in probate estates and in trusts that we've taken over, a little less but still some in conservatorships where we have become someone's conservator. Do you have some general observations about the value of people's stuff? (laughs) Um, Well, people don't like to hear it, but I would say in general, um, people have a a high estimation of what their stuff is worth. Um, In general, uh, especially with younger generations, they don't don't want the stuff. Um, So stuff just isn't worth in some you know oftentimes it's not even worth selling we we end up donating you know an, a complete household worth of stuff um and when it is sold the cost of of the sale not just the cost of, of paying you and our office to manage it but the actual commission that you pay the salesperson is what 30 40 even uh, 50% yeah it's usually 45 to 50% um, if you're doing an estate sale, for example, um, so you have to factor that in plus our time. So, uh, and during the pandemic, there were fewer estate sales, uh, 
for obvious reasons. Um, they're starting up again, although the summer is always slow for that type of thing. So yeah, you do have to kind of find the best place, uh, the best venue to sell things. So if it's coins and gold and jewelry, I would go direct to, to a vendor uh, as opposed to having an estate sale. So here's the question that I've actually wanted to ask you often and never gotten around to. Now I've got you on the spot. <laughs> what what uh, background predisposed you to be doing this kind of work? Did you go to property management school? Is there property <laughs> management school? How do you learn the insurance ins and outs and the and the real estate tax appeal process and all the bits and pieces you have to do? Uh, pretty much I learned on the job, um, little by little. So no, I there to my knowledge is not property management school. Um, there is, you know, uh, like project management school, but that's more construction. Um, I, I had an interest in stuff. I, I, both of my parents were collectors. Um, is that an old fashioned name for hoarders? Not, no, no, they, <laughs> they're, you know, they enjoy antiques and things like that. Um, so, you know, I had an interest in stuff, but, um, the insurance I just learned over time, um, and I've learned uh, I've got a, you know a good insurance agency that we work with that has also learned what we do, and so we've come together and we're a good team, good partnership. Um, yeah, the other things you just read up on how to do it, and you do a few, and that's how you learn. So I've uh, I, that actually is one of the things I enjoy about this position is. There's always something new and different, uh, you know, a rodeo horse. Well, how do I sell that? So I figure it out, and that makes the job more interesting. How long have you been at Fleming and Curdy? Uh, it'll be 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Seems like yesterday. <laughs> the other thing that you do, and I just want to talk about it a minute, uh, is that you are the legal assistant who is primarily responsible for handling probate proceedings. You prepare the pleadings talk to the clients, get this court scheduling and, and do all of that. Uh, I'm guessing that's not as exotic and entertaining, though I know there are a few a few stories um, in, in that regard as well. I, I know we're dealing with a, an estate in a foreign country. Oh, that's, I didn't get that right. The estate's here. The heirs are in a foreign country right now. Mm -hmm. So what kinds of difficult problems have you had to deal with like that? Um, well, sometimes it's just the family dynamics. Um, there's a lot more uh, dysfunction, I think, when it comes to probates. You remember the case where we were in the basement of our old office, laying everything mom owned out on tables and having the three or four daughters, I can't remember how many there three, were, yeah. go, th go through items one at a time, selecting them. I think yeah, you spent, round robin. Mm -hmm. I think you spent a day and a half on that project, if I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, that was maybe not the most efficient way, but it was the only thing we could get them to agree to. So, um, yeah, I think uh, the other things are when we have um, estate assets in other states or other countries or heirs in other countries, of course, that makes it all more cumbersome. So before you ever came to Fleming and Curdy, did you have any vision that you would be handling probates for Polish citizens or selling <laughs> uh, racehorses or 
any of the things that you're doing? No, no, I did not. I have to say, but that's okay. Well, well we're, we're happy to keep you uh, entertained and, and, and active. I've been chatting with Heidi Housechild, who is both the property manager and the primary probate paralegal legal assistant at Fleming and Curdy PLC. My name is Robert Fleming. You've been listening to Elder Elder Law Issues. We do this once every week. We are going to, over the course of the next year, try to kind of work through our staff and introduce each of them one and one at a time. And Heidi, thank you for participating in that project. And um, we all hope that you will join us again next time for Elder Law Issues. Thanks. <music>